The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And earlier we had Aaron Schatz on. If you uh, missed that conversation, please make sure to check out the BetQL Daily podcast, wherever you get your podcast. But he says that it will be the Bills and the 49ers and the upcoming Super Bowl in Vegas. But if you look at, say, other betting trends, uh, some folks uh, are going in slightly different directions. Uh, ben Fox uh, says that the top five teams in Super Bowl wagers by money wagered. It starts with the Bengals with 12% of the handle at 11 to 1 odds, followed by the Jets, the Eagles, the Chiefs, and then the Bills. So you look at that top five list, Aaron, what stands out to you? I'm just shocked that only one NFC team made this list and 11 to one is or no 16 to one is the best value. So you're telling me a ton of people are putting their money on the Eagles, the chiefs, the bills less than 10 to one odds to win it all. I'm just surprised. It seems very chalky. Doesn't it? I was shocked, especially since the NFC to me is more wide open why not take some longer shots you know me I'm not the biggest Cowboys backer but I'm surprised that they're not even on this list you only have the Eagles representing the NFC and yeah I mean on paper it seems like the Chiefs the Bills the Eagles the Bengals perhaps the Jets uh could make it to the Super Bowl or win it uh but I think there's probably value somewhere else. The season hasn't even started yet. Settle down, folks. (laughs) 
I I want to talk about the Cowboys for a little bit because while I know you're not the biggest Dak Prescott supporter and a lot of folks are not Dak Prescott supporters, it also feels like on the other side of the token, there is this idea that maybe the Cowboys do have, if not the best defense in the NFL, a top five defense. And though over the last couple of years with, say, like Patrick Mahomes and Matt Stafford with Cooper Cup, et cetera, we've always looked at quarterbacks and hotshot wide receivers as sort of the starting point for Super Bowl conversations. And for the most part, that's a fairly good strategy to take. However, every now and again, there is a year where a defense just goes nuts. Think of the Denver Broncos mm-hmm. when Peyton Manning, uh, you know, was 50 years old or whatever he was. And, you know, he was sort of there <laughs> in a sort of legends capacity. Uh, but it was that defense that really won the Super Bowl for the Broncos. There have been other years where it was the defense carrying them. More often than not, it's a quarterback. But there is that occasional year when the defense is, is what does it. And I wonder if maybe mm. that's – if you believe that the Cowboys have a path to winning the Super Bowl, then I believe that path has to include a year where defense reigns supreme. And the Cowboys could very well be a part of that conversation. And as, as Aaron Schatz brought up, you know, rightfully so, it's also why the Bills are somewhat of a trendy pick and why they're fifth on this list. Because we kind of forget, yeah, you know, Josh Allen, there's volatility there. Yeah, the whole thing was seven, whatever. But this defense should be fairly legit and maybe it's the defense that carries the bills or maybe it's the defense that carries the cowboys it's a great point and you also hear about you know games are won in the trenches as well so we our Mm -hmm. early takeaway i think we can both agree is some of these offensive lines are struggling i don't know if it's rust i don't know if they're just gonna stink this season but you know you might want to look at some teams with some really good defensive lines as well uh when you're factoring and who you're gonna put your money on to win the super bowl defensive lines for sure. I tend to start with secondaries a little bit more because stopping the pass has a greater impact to overall success than stopping the run. Though pass rushing is also part of the recipe for stopping the pass. Right. So certainly there, there's some importance there. Going back to an article I know I referenced uh, earlier in the show about PFF power ranking offensive lines as we speak, right now number one is the Philadelphia Eagles. The Cleveland Browns are at number two, followed by the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Lions. And there are a couple of offensive lines you look at on on this list where you go, okay, to me, that is a hallmark of what a great offense is supposed to look like, an offensive line that can protect the quarterback and help create some running lanes. And, you know, the Lions in particular, I feel like that – They've got some great run blockers there. So at least if they have a lead, you feel comfortable with what Detroit can do. But the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Eagles, these are all teams that we really, really like to make a run. Yeah. So just looking at, you know, the odds for NFC, which can kind of help figure out where there might be value in the Super Bowl market. So the Eagles are the favorites at plus 250 followed by the Niners at four to one, which I think we're all kind of out on that. Then you've got the Cowboys six to one, then the Lions 11 to one. 
Saints 12 to 1, Seahawks 13 to 1. I mean, none of these teams made that list. It's very mm-hmm. surprising to me. And also the Jags aren't even on that list. If you want to go look at more AFC teams, the list really surprises me, Ed. I wonder, and I love your take on this. I wonder how much of this in terms of the Bengals uh, you know, having the biggest handle here, 12% uh per this list. I wonder how much of this is because we've seen the Bengals win big games before, and we almost feel like this is some sort of innate skill set where if you can win a big game, then you are capable of doing this going forward. And the Bengals, Mm. they beat the Chiefs a couple years ago in the AFC Championship game in Kansas City, made the Super Bowl, a bit of a surprise there. We've seen them play well against the Chiefs in the regular season over the last couple of years. We've also seen them absolutely shellac Buffalo in Buffalo uh, for that AFC playoff game uh, last season. So we've seen the Bengals do it, and they don't have the shortest odds, and so automatically you think there's value there. Joe Burrow's still on his rookie deal, so that helps in terms of having great weapons around him. And in that sense, the Bengals make a lot of sense. But I wonder if this idea of this innate skill set to winning big games is why they are at the top of this list. Meanwhile, I don't know if it's a skill set you can point to and say, yeah, they have it, they don't have it. Sometimes it is just randomness. You know, ball bounces your way. It's a really, really close game. The Bengals could have easily won the AFC Championship game last year, but, you know, one thing led to another. The Chiefs wound up winning it, and then they became, you know, the rightful winners. But there are also other teams that could be in that conversation for being able to win big games. It just didn't quite work out for them for whatever reason, and maybe that's where you find the value. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how much of this is sharp money or how much of this is just fans putting their money on it too. But you do look Mm -hmm. at the Bengals schedule. It's not super daunting to me. I mean, they start at Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people expect Cleveland to be better Then at home to Baltimore. You host the Rams. (laughs) Stetson Bennett. And then you've got at Titans (laughs) at, Cardinals and you host the Seahawks before the bye week. Uh, who knows who San Francisco will be uh, by week eight? That'll be interesting. Then you host Buffalo. Then you've got the Texans at Baltimore, host Pittsburgh at Jacksonville. So the second half of the season seems to be t- much tougher than the first half because I was thinking, you know, if this is who people are putting their money on, should you wait for a buy low spot? But maybe. The odds, I wouldn't be shocked if the odds on the Bengals don't change that much. Maybe it'll get a little shorter because of that start to the season, but maybe you'll get a little more value or it'll be the same as what it is now in the second half of the season. I don't know if I would necessarily suggest that you rush to the window and place a big bet on them right now. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I would agree with you. I don't think the number is going to change very much. I mean, the Chiefs should still be the favorites, right? Like nothing in this one preseason game leads me to believe that the Chiefs are going to be anything less than dominant. There are a lot of ways to kind of power rank, parse through strength of schedule. I'm just looking at one from uh, NFLeloapp.com as far as one way to look at projected strength of schedule. You can look at win totals from the books, all, all sorts of different things. Just don't look at 2022 record. That's the last thing you should do uh, because things change a lot. But some of these AFC teams that we really, really like have tougher strengths of schedule. Meanwhile, the Bengals don't. So if you're looking at average opponent ranking per uh, strength of schedule from this site, the Patriots have the hardest run among all teams in the NFL. The Bills are second, the Dolphins are third, the Chiefs are fifth, the Chargers are sixth, Jets are seventh. So some teams we really, really like in the AFC have some really tough runs. Meanwhile, the Bengals are all the way down in 15th. So they have a slightly easier go of things, despite winning the division and having a quote-unquote first-place schedule. Meanwhile, these other teams that we like to vie for that top spot in the AFC are going to have tougher schedules. And maybe that's one of those underrated aspects that we need to bring up a little bit more as to why the Bengals have such a large handle. Yeah, because maybe people are looking at the fact that out of some of these top AFC teams, they've got an easier schedule, so you might not get a better number on them. Sometimes with Mm -hmm. these teams that people are betting on, you don't see the numbers move all that much, even if they do lose or start off slow. You're not It's not like, oh, I'm going to wait till week five because I'm really going to get some value on the Chiefs then. I mean, obviously, the books know that. They know you're waiting Mm -hmm. for that. So if you really like a team, I guess go ahead and bet it. But there's on the ones on – from the ones on this list, I just don't see a ton of value to really rush and do that now. Right. And, you know, the Bills, uh, who's recommended to us uh, from earlier, they're fifth here at, at a nine to one. The defense should be very good. It's just, you know, the Josh Allen factor. I Maybe I'm a little bit more bearish than a lot of other folks, but a lot of people I like mm-hmm. and trust have told me the Bills uh, should be formidable this go-round. But again, I, I, I could also see this going sideways really quickly. And again, that schedule is mighty, mighty tough for them. 
So I don't know. Um, you know, with the Eagles being the only NFC team in this top five list, I think that's also partially because nobody really trusts the NFC in general. And they're sort of picking the Eagles as sort of a chalky approach because they were the team that, you know, they were that much better than everybody else. And I think a lot of folks are sort of expecting that to happen again. I mean, it's insane. Plus 250 for the Eagles to win the NFC. I'm almost getting the same value taking the A's as underdogs today. I mean, there's just no, <laughs> there's just no way I can wrap my head around that. A season-long <sighs> bet plus 260. That's ridiculous. The Eagles had a lot of injury luck last year, even though Jalen Hurts missed a couple of games and may not have been quite 100% at least to start the playoffs. Still, though, the Eagles, you know, they were largely just fine throughout the course of the year. Is that going to happen again? What do you make of a younger defensive line? What do you make of Jalen Hurts with a new offensive coordinator? There are enough questions with the Eagles where I'm with you. The value is definitely not there. I mean, or will there be some type of Super Bowl hangover? Is this team experienced enough to overcome something like that? A lot of questions. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, the NFC, yeah, it's wide open, but who do you trust? I mean, this is probably why I think the Cowboys make a lot of sense, just because there's been enough continuity there where, yeah, you know, Dak has a different offensive coordinator, but he has the same head coach who's basically taking over play-calling duties. The defense is largely intact. In fact, it got a lot better. Dak does have additional weapons, and he really needed a couple of them last year. Still made the playoffs, still won a playoff game, despite not having a whole lot of trustworthy receivers after C.D. Lamb. That makes sense to me. And then you look at the mm -hmm. Cowboys' schedule, and it's 11th, but – the Commanders, the Giants, the Eagles, they're roughly around that mark as well. Hmm. I'm trying to think where in the N NFC would I look besides the Cowboys? Because I, I, I really do see the path for them because the Niners, I just cannot. Eagles, too chalky. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can do that with the Lions. Seahawks, Vikings, Saints. I mean, mm -hmm. though, that's kind of where I would be looking. Those three teams for value coming out of the NFC. Because so there's just really no value on any other team. Right. I, it, it goes back to the idea, like, if you're taking an NFC South team because the schedule is really easy and they'll get a home playoff game or whatever, well, you still have to be good enough to beat the big boys. And – you know, just like last year when the Buccaneers, yeah, they won the division almost by default, uh, but they were way overmatched by the Cowboys. It does have that feel that could happen again, where if the mm -hmm. Saints win the division or the Falcons or whomever, they're going to have a really, really tough wild card team that they have to host. And they may very well be underdogs in a playoff game. So much for home field advantage. <laughs> yeah. I can't this is Beck UL Daily. Yeah, this is Beck UL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight. That's coming up here on the Beck UL Network.